Today's episode is brought to you by VidAngel. VidAngel helps you set customizable filters to remove profanity, blasphemy, sexual content, violence, and more from thousands of TV shows and movies all within their super user-friendly app. I love movies. You guys all know this. I love movies. I love TV shows. I love my kids. And I really love showing movies and TV shows to my kids. And I really love VidAngel because it helps me show the movies that I know and I love to my kids without having to worry about the content. Because you know how sometimes like you have those movies that you grew up watching and then you like show them to an audience and you're like, oh wait, I totally forgot that that like weird sketchy part happened. Like recently I really wanted to show my daughter Josie and the Pussycats and I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, I watched this movie a lot when I was younger. So surely like it's fine for my daughter. My daughter is obsessed with pop stars right now. This is a perfect fit. Turns out, turns out, the early 2000s were a different time for movie watching and the jokes went straight over my head and I was sitting there watching it with my six-year-old and I was like, oh, let's turn this off. But with VidAngel, you don't have to do that because VidAngel lets you set customizable filters before you even start watching something so then you know when you're sitting down to watch your show or your movie that it's not going to have anything in it that you don't want to see or you don't want to hear or you don't want your kids to hear, etc. Anyway, I love the service. I think that it's like super useful and I was so excited when they reached out and they asked if I wanted to partner with them and help promote it to my followers and my listeners because I think it's a really helpful tool to kind of have in your back pocket for when you want to watch things with, you know, your children or with a group. So VidAngel is offering a free two-week trial to listeners of I Just Want to Chat. Just go on to VidAngel.com and use the promo code WANTACHAT for a free two-week trial. It's no commitment. You could try it for two weeks, and if it's not a good fit for you, you could totally unsubscribe. But I'm confident that if you're somebody that likes to kind of monitor the content that you have in your own home or that you watch yourself, that VidAngel will be a really useful tool for you to have. So use my promo code WANTACHAT for a free two-week trial, and I hope that you love it. Happy streaming. Now on with the show. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the I Just Wanna Chat podcast. I'm Mary, long time, no chat. I've missed all of you. Sorry for yet another long hiatus. I'm sorry, but like, you know, the summer kind of kicked my butt, but it's good. The kids are back in school. I have like a little bit of my sanity returned back to me. I'm, I'm feeling great. And I'm here today to talk about the writer's strike and the Screen Actors Guild strike and why that's going to delay a lot of the movies that you're excited to see. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but it is what it is. We're here to talk about the Scooter Braun drama and talk a little bit about, you know, Ariana Grande. When I say we're, I also um, recruited my husband to be on today's episode. Surprise! Anyway, we talk about that. We talk about the Eras tour, of course. We talk about the Jonas Brothers. We talk about Beyonce a little bit, but like, you know, not too much. We talk about Britney Spears for a little bit. We talk about Ballerina Farm with love and respect in our heart. Oh, we also talk about the Wagatha Christie scandal, which is, you know, just a fun pop culture story that has rocked my world. So anyway, I hope you enjoy. I hope you have a great time and let's get on to the show. Okay, bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode I am so excited, especially because it's like, you know, been a little while and especially, especially because I have my trusty husband here, Alex. Hello, Alex. Hi. Thanks, Mary. I love that you were like so serious with your like, thanks, Mary. Like this is NPR or something like I just pretend that I'm on NPR. That's how I do all these. It is funny in the mornings. So Alex our it's a long story, but our kids go to a school that's like a little bit further away from us. Alex really wanted them them to go there. And I mean, I really wanted them to go too, but Alex was like slightly more passionate. 
And he was like, okay, I will take the kids to school every morning, which has been great. But he takes my van. And then when I get into my van, I see like whatever radio station you stumbled upon. And it's either NPR, sports talk radio, Christian rock, where today I walked in and there was like a Drake song on. And I was like, oh, you contain multitudes. Yeah, got it all covered right there. Do you listen to that like when the kids leave the car or? That just depends on the day. Yeah. So like some days you're feeling Christian rock and then some days you're like, it's a Drake day and a little Yachty. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Or just depending on the song or what they're talking about. I mean, I guess. I just, I think that. flip through the channels. Like, I mean, I can't. Just like good old channel surfing. Yeah. Used to be. Back in the day. Back in the day. (laughs) I feel like I can't speak for every person in America, but you have to be one of the only people on earth that still consistently listen to the radio instead of streaming. Yeah, I still. I think I'll be listening to the radio till the day I die. But why when there are options to I don't know. To I've never want? just fully caught on. I don't know. You never the caught ease on? of radio. I mean, like, there's ads. You don't get to pick what you want. <laughs> I don't. It's just... I don't know. There's just something about it. But the, I just don't understand how you can't catch on to, like, streaming. Especially <laughs> when, like, Spotify will just kind of, like, do it for you. Like, they'll be your radio, but it's, like good music and you could skip through it and there's like no like ads for like valley auto mall or whatever in between no no free spawn con charm of ads the charm of ads i'm a sucker for advertising i guess oh well do i have news for you use the the code want to chat for 10 percent off at poppins period co yes anyway hello everybody i'm so happy to be here today it's been like a crazy month slash summer slash whatever but i feel like i'm finally you know getting back in the swing of things and I decided today to just kind of like hop back in with a mailbag episode because there's been like a lot of little pop culture topics that have been going on. And the thing is, I always think that things are really important to me. But I decided to ask on my Instagram, like, hey, what does everybody want me to chat about today? Because sometimes I get in my own head so much and I'm like, no, Mary, everybody does care about Taylor Swift's every move. You should definitely, you know, make this your entire personality. But then when I do ask the public, it's normally like, hey, talk about Lizzo, talk about Britney Spears. And I'm like, oh, yeah, other people exist. And I mean, sometimes I do get DMs from people where it's like so much Taylor Swift news, question mark. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But number one, she is pop culture right now. Like the Eras tour was bigger than anything else that happened this year, except for maybe the Barbie movie, I would say. I mean, like Beyonce is having a great time on her tour. There's been other little pop culture moments here and there, but like, obviously nothing's been bigger than the Eras tour, in my opinion, as somebody who went twice. (laughs) Nothing's made more money, right? Or did Barbie make more money? Oh, Taylor Swift makes like millions of dollars every night. Okay. So more than Barbie. Well, yeah. And then, so Barbie is a billion dollar movie now. I think like Barbie's at like 1.4 million or something worldwide, but the Eras tour... I think is supposed to generate like $4.2 billion for like the economy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like that's obviously not money in Taylor Swift's pocket or anything, but like they, yeah. they say that the average person who goes to the Eras tour spends $1,400 between like their tickets, their outfits, their lodging, travel, everything. Um, so then like when they put that all together, 
the number was big. So I don't know. I do feel like the Eras tour was a little bit bigger, but I mean, maybe that's just in my own bubble. Um, but yeah, where was I going with this? Oh yeah. So I asked everybody, what do you want to hear about? And I decided to grab my husband because the cool thing about Alex is we are yin and yang, complete opposites. And I can almost guarantee you that he doesn't know about a lot of these situations. So I was like, cool, I could explain these topics to the podcast and to Alex at the same time, two birds, one stone, and leave him even more confused than he was in the beginning. Um, Always interesting. Get ready to know more about SpongeBob on Broadway than you've ever imagined. SpongeBob. He's just like staring at me like, what, Did not what does this, that one. just kidding. We won't dive that deep into it, but anyway, Curveball. let's get started. Um, one reason, I feel like there's been a lot of random celebrity news right now, and this kind of segues into a topic that I want to address about the strike, like what's going on with the strike? Is there any new updates or anything like that? Um, right now, actors and, you know, a lot of people in media aren't able to go out and promote their own movies or shoot movies or anything. I keep seeing videos of um, Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse like doing like a month-long safari in Africa just because like they're both out of work right now. So it's like might as well. Anyway. Convenient. Yeah. It's like, oh, like they're being forced to take a vacation and they cannot work. So like they might as well like (laughs) go to Africa, I guess. But anyway, they're being very cute. I hope that they get engaged on this trip. Um, Anyway, but... You're seeing a lot of celebrities out and about right now because it's kind of like their only like version of promo. Like Bradley Cooper and his ex-wife Irina Shayk, who is allegedly dating Tom Brady right now and used to date Kanye West right after um, Julia, Julia Fox did. I was trying to remember her name. Anyway, um, so like Bradley Cooper like is seen kayaking with Irina Shayk and he just like, happens to be in Europe and his movie uh Maestro just happens to be premiering at the Venice Film Festival. So then when it's like written up, he's not actually doing promo, so he's honoring the strike. He's not allowed to promote any of his movies right now. But when like a publication decides to write up like paparazzi photos taken of Bradley Cooper in the I don't know where in Europe he is, but like in the European Sea on a kayak with Irina Shake also happening in Europe, like then they'll mention the movie. So you'll see a lot of celebrities kind of doing like kind of zanier things than they've been doing or that like than they would normally do. Like they're being a little bit more public facing, even again, using this Robert Pattinson and Suki Waterhouse thing as like an example. Normally they're pretty low key, like other than like the Met Gala and like that one Dior show, they're not really like seen out in like public capacity that much. But they both like can't promote themselves at all. I think Suki Waterhouse has an indie movie coming out soon. And this like keeps them in the press. And like they're a little bit more okay with people filming and being written up or whatever. Because it's the only promo they could get right now. So anyway, right now the Screen Actors Guild is still on strike. And the Writers Guild of America is still on strike. The AMPTP, which is like the Academy of Motion Picture Producers and something. Um, I'm trying to remember what the acronym is for, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the AMPTP has not 
met with the Screen Actors Guild once so far to like try to negotiate a contract with them, like to get this ball rolling. And they finally, after 102 days on strike for the Writers Guild, who have been on strike like a month and a half longer than the Screen Actors Guild, the AMPTP has finally like come to the table once with the Writers Guild and basically like didn't even come close to what they were asking for. I think that there was one, I'm trying to think exactly what the point was that they like did concede on, but everything else, it's not, it's not a, a real deal. Like they just kind of wanted to say like, Hey, we're, we're trying, but really what they were trying was to like intimidate the WGA. So they invited like the WGA negotiators to a meeting with like Bob Iger and David Zasloff and all these other CEOs of all these different companies. And I guess what happened was like a two hour long like lecture from Bob Iger, Dave, David Zasloff, like all these people saying like, hey, you're ruining the industry. You guys have to just concede. You're not going to get everything that you want. So then the Writers Guild, they're staying strong. And anyway, the AMPTP hasn't even tried that yet with SAG. So what are we seeing right now with the strikes and everything? Right now we're seeing heavy delays. And first of all, like Hollywood is just like grinded to a halt. So like there's no acting and there's like no work on things like in pre-production either. So like, let's say... You know that like Harry Potter TV show that has been like rumored for years and like they signed on and it's supposed to like be in motion. That's going to be delayed like two or three more years now because like people can't even work on scripts for it. Um, and they, they can't do casting. Uh, they can't like put feelers out for like interest and and everything. The only guild that's really like not on strike right now is the Producers Guild and the Directors Guild. And both of those unions can't really do anything without writers and without the members of SAG. And they probably don't want to anyway. But anyway, so where does that leave us right now? So not only is Hollywood like grinded to a halt, but movies are being pushed back because A, they need actors to promote them. Like let's talk about Challengers and Dune 2, Dune Part 2, for example. The movie Challengers uh, starring Mike Feist, Josh O'Connor and Zendaya basically like lies on Zendaya's shoulders, right? Like it's kind of like an indie movie um, with like a really cool trailer, but like Zendaya is the one selling the movie. If this was like an anonymous actress in between Mike Feist and uh, Josh O'Connor, two actors that I really like, if it was just like a, an anonymous actress in the middle, I probably wouldn't really sell well, sell well, right? It was supposed to premiere at the Venice Film Festival this upcoming week, but then they canceled it. They pushed it back to March um, because this movie doesn't succeed without Zendaya on red carpets wearing pretty dresses and giving interviews and whatnot. Um, so that's a bummer. But then also Dune Part 2, which was supposed to A, be like a big tentpole of the movie. Oh, how unprofessional. My phone just went off. Um, what was I saying? Doom Part 2 was supposed to be like a tentpole of like the Christmas box office this year, right? Like this was like one of the huge heavy hitting films that was supposed to come out. Now we're pretty much only left with like the Marvel's movie like in that slot. Um, I think there might be something else, but really Doom Part 2 was supposed to be it. There will be a couple like animated movies, but nothing really, you know, nothing like Oscar Beatty because Doom Part 2 was really supposed to sweep a lot of awards just like it did year before. Anyway, so that's been pushed to March. 
TV shows pushed and just straight up canceled. Like the League of Their Own series on Amazon Prime. It was renewed for a second season. And then Amazon Prime decided just to cancel it. Like they said, this show is not going to um, survive the strike. We don't want to, you know, we just want to cut our losses. And I think that there's actually tax benefits for companies like taking things off of their streaming services. Like they could just kind of like write it off and be like, oh, the show wasn't a success. And then they could get like some kind of tax credit back. But anyway, by the way, the members of the cast for the League of Their Own series from Amazon Prime didn't even know that they got canceled until it was on social media. They found out at the same time as everybody else, which is insane, inhumane, gross, nasty behavior. But it was in retaliation to, you know, them striking. Anyway, um, yeah, so just movies are being pushed. And it's a bummer. It's a real bummer. So they're being pushed because actors can't promote the movies, but also because these studios are realizing, you know, like, okay, so we're not filming content from really May of 2023 to they think that the strike won't be over until like, you know, December of 2023. There, there's no content being filmed during that time. So they're going to have to like slowly dole out their movies throughout this time. They think that they have a big enough slate right now to release movies to like kind of keep things afloat. But then, you know, they're going to have to think that, they're going to have to have things to carry them through. Um, which is also why, like, there's a couple big shows that keep, like, popping up. Like, Alex and I, we just started watching the Special Ops Lioness show mm, yeah. on Amazon Prime, and it's also on Paramount+. Plus. It stars Zoe Zaldana and Nicole Kidman and Morgan Freeman, who we haven't seen yeah, him yet, right? Yeah, he hasn't come in yet. He has not come in yet, but he is on the poster. Yeah. Anyway, when the show came out, I was like, whoa, I have not heard of this. And normally, Nicole Kidman... My president is normally on on my radar, but yeah, but they can't promote anything. So these shows are just kind of like coming and going Slipping. and dying. And then also, by the way, a big thing that you're going to see is a rise in reality TV. This happened. That's what I was going to ask. Can reality TV continue? Reality this? TV can continue. Because they're not screen actors. And, they're just random people. Yeah. And to my knowledge, for some reason, soap, actor, soap operas can continue because they're in a different division of SAG and a different division of um, of the Writers Guild. Which is not striking. Yeah, they're not striking. I think that they actually have like pretty okay deals. Um, or like their contracts aren't set to expire until like next year or something like that. Hmm. Um, if you're really interested in the strike, I would say go to um, Claire, at Clarified, C-L-A-R-A. And then I think it's F-E-L-D. Um, at Clarified on TikTok. She is like on the picket lines every day with the WGA and she does strike tea every day and she lays it out and it's like very, very interesting. So anyway, that's just some some news to catch you up. Um, so that's what's been going on with the strike that was asked a couple times on Instagram. Okay. Oh, that also, um, that also brings me to my next order of business. So Alex and I have recently become obsessed with a show called Survive the Raft. Ever heard of it? I keep talking about it on Instagram, but it's such a good show. I got a couple questions. Um, somebody said, what's the most underrated reality TV show? And I'm not going to say this is the most underrated re reality TV show of all time, but it seems like not that many people are watching it, but we're very entertained by it. Yeah, that's pretty... So like the premise is interesting. The premise is actually really funny because they let let me start from the beginning. The show's initial premise is 
in the 70s, what's his name? Santiago something? Hanoves. Hanoves? Yes. Santiago Hanoves. This man put together an experiment where he like picked 12 different people from like different walks of life that he thinks shouldn't be able to get along, right? Like so different worldviews. Shouldn't be able to get along, puts them on a raft and like a boat thing and says like survive. Figure out your food. Like they had some money to buy things initially. And then where are they sailing to? Are they sailing to Panama? They started in Panama. Yeah. I don't know. if I think they're just kind of wandering in the ocean. Yeah. Um, So that's what the initial thing was. And in the show, first of all, they bring up this initial experiment so many times but the show has kind of like diverted so far past <laughs> yeah what what their uh like you know original source material yeah, is it's not an experiment i don't feel like it's more of a i mean it's curated real a curated reality tv cast yeah but they did really do well with the you know with the cast but i think like how they cast it so i mean they got a covid denier like republican like they showed her facebook photos and it was like no injections, open the schools, stuff. And then they got like a super liberal person. They got a vegan. There's a trans man on there. There's um, there's this one guy. It's really funny. I don't want to spoil it, but there's this man who seems like a redneck, but he's not what it, what it seems. Anyway, um, it's it's just it's a really good show. And for the most part, like they kind of bicker, but. The goal of the show is to kind of like survive as a group. And then they do all these challenges as a group that earn them collective money. So if they like work together and they like complete these challenges, they could get like another like $40,000 that goes into their collective pot that they're all going to split at the end. So they do all these challenges for this money and it doesn't benefit them to like really like, you know, backstab or anything. Yeah, betray each other. Yeah, like sometimes there's random. They're trying to make it. So they turn on each other. Yeah. Like every challenge so far. And I mean, we're on what? Episode four. Yeah. Probably every challenge. There's always like an opportunity for somebody. Like if they're alone, they'll get like a little message that says like, you can either give this $10,000 to the team or you can keep the $10,000 for yourself. And we won't tell anyone your secret will be safe with us. And then every single time the people are like, no, just put it in the pot because like they're going to get that money. Yeah. Anyway, like, but also it's they've made it pretty risky. Like, yeah, because there is like kind of a voting off aspect. Anyway, watch Survive the Raft. It's on HBO Max, and it's also on Discovery Plus, um, which is one app now called Max, but like different portions of the app. It's they need to like go in and redo that whole entire uh, thing. Confusing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's what's going on with Survive the Raft. Um. I'm trying to think. What's the most underrated reality TV show? Other than survive the raft, I'm gonna need a minute for this one. I don't know. I mean, that legally blonde reality show from long ago, magical. That was so good. I wish that they could recreate that with something else. I don't know. Um, but you know what? Speaking of Broadway, should we do it? Should we talk about Scooter Braun? Oh yeah. Whatever has anything surfaced yet? Okay, so this is why I have Alex on because, yeah, he doesn't really know. So here's the deal. So Scooter Braun, the notorious manager of Justin Bieber 
And he also manages Ariana Grande and Demi Lovato and Idina Menzel and Carly Rae Jepsen and kind of like a long laundry list of people. Um, also, I found out that he represents Liz Cheney. Which How is, can you manage that many people? Uh, we're bearing the lead here. Uh, Guess what? You're going to find out. Um, anyway. But also, Scooter Braun's name is probably familiar because Scooter Braun is the person who bought Taylor Swift's masters, and that's like the one person on earth that she didn't want to buy them. And then Scott Bruschetta was like, oh yeah, he can buy them. Um, if you want more information on that, it's nestled right in um, my car, my Kaler part one highlight because Carly Kloss is indeed involved. Um, which, by the way, I did do a lot of talking about Kaler and Gaylor on my Instagram stories. There's, there's, um, really three highlights that you should go look at if you feel so inclined. It's a little unhinged, but it is thorough. I could, I, uh, they can't take that away from me. No one can say I'm not thorough. <laughs> they, they could say I waste time, but no one can say I'm not thorough. Anyway, um, so what was I saying? Okay, yeah, so Scooter Braun, that's how you know his name, right? He has kind of like become a celebrity himself. About two weeks ago, news broke. Justin Bieber says that he's dropping Scooter Braun as his management. And Scooter Braun is still technically his manager. And I think like they're trying to find legal ways to keep Justin Bieber um, by saying like, hey, you'll be actually managed by this other like division of Scooter's company. He dropped Scooter, but it seemed like kind of like an amicable thing in the beginning. It was like after 15 years and so many memories where like parting ways, wishing everybody the best. But then last week, news starts coming out from Ariana Grande drops Scooter Braun. And in, in the same day, Demi Lovato drops Scooter Braun. Idina Menzel drops him. Like his whole roster basically drops Scooter Braun. So of course, what's one to think? What, what are we supposed to think here? Where there's smoke, there's fire. There's something that they're trying to avoid. And Matt Bellany from the Town podcast, and he also has a newsletter called The Puck. Matt Bellany is like an actual like industry insider and like a very reputable source for like pop culture news. He's a very good Twitter follow. I discovered him um, when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage at the Oscars. Do you remember that? Do you like how I'm describing it in detail? Like you'll never believe you've what, never what Will Smith did. <laughs> you'll never believe it. Chris Rock made a joke about data. Anyway, um, he was like there, like boots on the ground. And then he had like really good reporting from that night. Anyway, Matt Bellany has like investigated the story. And to me, when everybody was dropping him, I was like, okay, so what's going to come out? Is he embezzling? What kind of crime did he commit that's making all these people distance themselves in mass? Matt Bellany has done the research and says, it doesn't seem like there's anything that juicy. It just seems like, Scooter Braun stopped doing his job. So Scooter has, I mean, he has like more money than he could like ever possibly, you know, use, right? He, his company became involved with some foreign company, I think from Korea, some kind of like music management group. And I guess like Scooter's work quality kind of like dropped from then or from there and like he was always on vacation and he wasn't like providing the same quality of service right so I guess like the catalyst which like what Matt Bellany is saying the catalyst for all this was when Ariana Grande 
um, when the recent news about her marriage came out a couple months ago. So, Alex, do you know that Ariana Grande was married? A. Yes. She was married to like a realtor. That looked like a cleaned up version of Pete Davidson. He and Ariana Grande got divorced because it looks like, yet again, as Ariana is one to do, cheated with a man. Um, Okay, Alex just gave me the most alarmed look and it was like, I was like, whoa, are you really reacting that drastically to Ariana Grande cheating news? Guess what? She's done this before. It's not that shocking. But really, it was just him pointing to the laptop saying that there was a low battery warning. Anyway, Ariana Grande, I fluctuate between Ariana and Ariana. Sorry. Anyway, she has been filming the movie Wicked. And then her co-star, Ethan Slater, who played SpongeBob on the Broadway production of SpongeBob SquarePants. He was a man who was married to his high school sweetheart. And they had welcomed a baby. That's like the same age as August, basically our baby. So like seven, seven or eight months. Um... I'm just Googling a photo of Ethan Slater for you right now. Anyway, they were cheating on their spouses. Like Ethan was cheating on his wife. Ariana was cheating on her husband. They were getting together on the set of Wicked. They both got divorced. Um, I want you to tell me what you guess Ethan Slater looks like knowing Ariana Grande's dating Red history. Red hair looks like a child. Okay, so did you just see this? No, like, I saw head? that online somewhere. You're more in tune than I thought. Yeah, redhead looks like a child. I mean, it's just, it's a surprising thing. I have seen a lot of people um, attribute it to him having like that, like theater kid energy and like... Yeah, definitely looks like... Well, no, but like people saying like there's something when you're like in a performance, like when you're in like a play together, like a man who can sing or whatever is just like extra, extra hot and like you just kind of fall into like these little romances when you're doing like a play um, or a musical... I remember when I was in choir. Hope this doesn't make you feel uncomfy, Alex. Uh-oh. But I feel like the most feral crush I ever had ever was this like this random dude in choir, like my sophomore year. It wasn't great. It wasn't a good time for me. But I'm just saying like there might be something to the the theory that like men who sing and are in productions with you like just kind of like, I don't know, cause a frenzy in the heart and brain. <laughs> I don't know. Hormones. Anyway. So when all that happened, Ariana's being like drugged through the mud press wise, right? Memes everywhere. Everyone's calling her a homewrecker. They're, you know, saying like, okay, so now she broke up this marriage of this nice woman. They were high school sweethearts and like they have a little baby. How dare Ariana Grande? And of course, you know, there was a lot of people calling Ethan Slater out as well. Thank goodness. But so what Matt Bellany, the reporter reports is that there was like this time where Ariana's like, okay, Scooter Braun, you're on vacation. You need to come to me. You need to come off of vacation now and we need to fix this. And he says, no, I'm not stopping my vacation. So I guess that was a catalyst for all these people leaving him. But like that just doesn't exactly track to me. And again, like I really trust Matt Bellany, but I don't think that every, like why would everybody leave at once just because Ariana Grande was wronged? And I mean, Maybe she's just kind of like leading the charge and everybody was feeling this way. And I mean, when was the last time Justin Bieber had a hit? Peaches? That was three years ago? Two years ago? Um, when was the last time Demi Lovato had a hit? Uh, like, that that's a loaded <laughs> question. That's, that's a something. Um, and like, Ariana Grande, she's just kind of like doing like her acting and stuff. I mean, Idina Menzel is the number one listened to artist in our home because Rooney has like four different dolls that sing Let It Go. 
But anyway, so it, it seems like the official story right now is that people are leaving Scooter because like the quality of care that he's providing has gotten bad. And people of these stars caliber need like an actual hands-on boots on the ground manager, which does make sense to me. Like when I found out that Scooter Braun was actually like still in real management of these people, I was like, what yeah, the heck? That like, seems like a lot of Well, work. yeah, like I feel like Ariana Grande needs like not only a full-time manager, but like that manager needs Baby 30 assessments, like 30 <laughs> assistants, I feel like. Yeah. To like handle everything. So anyway... That's kind of like the nitty gritty about Scooter Braun right now. I'm still, it's, there's a little, something's a little fishy to me. I, I would not be surprised if we found out something's going on. Because again, like all of them just like at the same time in defense of Ariana Grande, like to take a stand with her in solidarity with Ariana Grande. No, thank you. Anyway, that's the news with Scooter. Um, let me see the other topics. Okay, so... Okay, as a fun little segue, I did get a fun question um, from Kelly Ann Farmer on Instagram. Sorry, am I allowed to say your Instagram name out loud? I hope so. Um, anyway, I got a fun question that said, I need to know out of a Jonas Brother, Beyonce, and Taylor Swift uh, concert, what concert can you miss? I mean, it's very cute that you put Taylor Swift in there as if I would ever miss it. I feel like if I had the opportunity to see Taylor Swift in the same seats that I just had for the L- for the LA show, which were behind the stage, it was like a fifty four ticket, fifty four dollar ticket that I got, um, like four days before the show. Even if I was like given the opportunity to go do that again, or go see like the Renaissance tour in like a prime seat, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, maybe prime seat would be something to debate. I just. The Renaissance tour from Beyonce was in town over this weekend, and I was keeping an eye on StubHub just to see, like, how low the tickets would get. And I was like, okay, if they get in, like, the 70 range, then I'll go just, like, by myself. The venue is, like, 15 minutes from my house, but they were in, like, the 100 to 90, like, 90 to 100 range, so I didn't do it. Um, I mean, Beyonce is an amazing, amazing, incredible performer. I was trying to explain Beyonce to my daughter Piper today because Piper was talking about how her teacher was like, oh, my teacher went to a concert this weekend and she was trying to remember the name Beyonce. And I was like, oh, Piper, that's Beyonce. Like, that's another legend. And then she goes like, even better than Taylor Swift. And I explained to her, you know, there is a different. They're both two people that have two different talents and skill sets. I explained how Beyonce can, you know, dance and sing at full power and puts on like these amazing shows where Taylor Swift's talents rely like in her songwriting and her storytelling and that kind of thing. Two great things, two separate things, in my opinion. Anyway, but yeah, like, I mean, the Eras tour wins. And let's talk about the Jonas Brothers tour for a second. Um, as a former Joe Broho, which is what we called ourselves in seventh grade. I mean, I was the regional leader of their fan club. My region covered San Diego to Riverside County. Um, I was on like the website team Jonas. I was very, very, very into it. I was crying on MTV about them. I, uh, I was very into them. They're doing a three hour concert and it really just seems like the Timu version of, uh, the Eras tour, you know, they're doing three hour concert. They're singing through all their albums, which I guess, by the way, isn't even true. I looked at the set list 
And a lot of them are medleys. Thank goodness. We don't need like the full songs for a lot of them. But like they barely hit their first album. Like it didn't seem like they sung Mandy. It didn't seem like they sung Please Be Mine. Maybe like there's something legal where they can't perform that song. Because I remember back in the day, like that album was really hard to get a hold of. But also that album has the year 3000 on it. And I know that they're performing that one. So who, who freaking knows? But anyway, they should re-record their masters for that album. It's about time, um, which is their first one. Anyway. They're doing a lot of Taylor Swift-esque things. So they're trying to like lead people to also making friendship bracelets for their show. And they're doing these three-hour concerts. And like so much of it just seems Taylor Swiftian where I'm like, girls, like not girls, guys, just let let Taylor Swift have this one. And I mean, a lot of people are, are on like nostalgia tours right now. Like, I mean, the Eras tour in general is a nostalgia tour, right? Like, we're listening to three eras that are, you know, over 10 years old. And I mean, every single TV sitcom, they're all on pause right now, but like every single TV sitcom from back in the day, like Disney Channel, Nickelodeon or otherwise, they all have a recap podcast right now. Like people are riding the nostalgia train hard and the Jonas Brothers are just kind of like, they're the caboose of the nostalgia <laughs> train. And but- what? Oh, you finished your thought. I mean, like, it'd be cool to see. My friends want to see it. And they're coming into town next week on Friday. I and feel I, like that would be fun. I do the think Jones it would. Brothers, I feel like. Do you want to go? Guess Maybe. what? I planned our um, daughter's birthday party for that night. But oh. the birthday party would end at 7 and the show starts at 8. And we live, <laughs> and we live like 10 minutes away from where they're doing it. Should we go? Here I am bad-mouthing them. Alex, should we go? Are you going to surprise me? With tickets? We'll see. You should do that. The, tic- much- the tickets are like 60 bucks. They're 50 and then the fees. Are they playing their new stuff? It seems like they've yeah. been coming out with Alex, jams lately. Do you like the Waffle House I song? do like the Waffle House. Okay, so House. are you going to surprise me with tickets? Is this going to be so romantic? Don't say well, it. Yeah, and now I'm just going to expect it. <laughs> um, should we move Rooney's birthday party up to 5 o'clock? So then people are gone by 7? We can figure out details i mean like i do want to be surprised but also if i'm planning a three-year-old's birthday party i do need to know um anyway there was that tangent do you guys like how i went from bad mouthing the donuts <laughs> brothers to like i want to go take I, me take I, me I, I was just upset i was so for, loud i'm uh, sorry i was just upset for 12 year old mary that you were gonna say jonas brothers is the one you could miss uh, yeah so I, well, I mean, well i mean like we're comparing like we're comparing like amazing things not i'm trying to come up with like a comparison it's like it's not apples and oranges here it's not saying like would you rather go to the beyonce concert or the jonas brothers concert those are two different products that's like saying like do you want to go to cheesecake factory or to chipotle i'll have fun at both i'll have a good time at both but obviously if i'm being presented with both options i'm gonna say the cheesecake factory doesn't mean that i wouldn't have fun at chipotle I would have fun at the Chipotle Jonas Brothers concert. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You yes, know what I mean? but the question was... Which one could I miss? Yeah. At all the, out of those three, the Jonas Brothers one. Because I'm speaking okay. in hypotheticals okay. and I planned our daughter's birthday party on it. Anyway. All right. There's your answer. Thank you for listening to the I Just Want Chat podcast. Just kidding. We're not done. But I just wanted to say that we're like done with that little tangent. You know, so then everyone's hearts can stop racing um anyway have i finished the summer i turned pretty season two i need your thoughts 
Sorry, I haven't. I need to. Should I do that tonight? I'll I'll watch it while I edit the pod. Um, I really need to finish. But like, I've just been so annoyed with Belly and annoyed with Snooze Fest. Well, so yeah, so they had like two consistent, very boring episodes, and I was just like, "There's better TV out there for me to watch." Sorry, Chop Chop. Like, I I gave it up, and then I was like, "You know what would be fun? Let's rewatch Fleabag season two. That'd be a great use of my time." And it was amazing. The Hot Priest. It still gets me going. Anyway, um, I so yeah, I need to catch up on that. Um, talk about what's going on with Britney Spears. Sorry, I can't. I just don't. The Britney Spears thing. I feel like I really followed it during the Free Britney thing. And it's just a tragedy. Like, I feel like there's no... It It sucks because she's done so much for us, right? And she's just a human. Like, first of all, like, base level, no human should, like, go through all this stuff. And she's a mother, and it seems like her relationship with her children might be, like, a little fraught. And so, like, that aspect of it all sucks. And then there's, like, the Britney Spears that we all know and love. She's given us so much, a lifetime of service. When I think about the fact that she was 16 doing all those things, I just watched this video of Miley Cyrus talking about her schedule when she was 12 years old. Like, she went down the list of her schedule. Remind me to talk about Miley Cyrus in a second, by the way. Thank you. Um, Alex just, like, visibly, like, recoiled. Not because he doesn't like Miley, but I think it's because he wants freedom and he wants to leave. You could walk out if you want to. I think I'm doing okay, respectfully. I'm not walking on you. I mean, you just physically were like, ugh. Anyway, Miley Cyrus was making this video, and she showed her schedule of everything she had to do in a day when she was 12 years old. And it started at 5.30 a.m., and there were like, I'm not even exaggerating, at least 20 things on the schedule that she had to do professionally. And I feel like Miley, yeah, like she like was a little crazy, but she used to be young, you know. Um, but she was a little crazy, but like Miley is like a success story to me because I don't understand how any child star at that level doesn't turn out like Britney Spears. Like seeing everything that she had to go through for all of us. Like I don't blame her for all this craziness that's gone on in her life, you know? And I feel so sad that she's clearly just looking for stability. And the conservatorship stuff was so rough and it seems so crummy but then also i'm not saying that she should be in that same arrangement that she was before and she is a grown woman so we can't say like oh she shouldn't have been able to like marry that same guy in the first place that's what she wanted to do but it just seems like there needs to be a higher level of care for her because she's been so traumatized and been through so much stuff and she clearly has extra things going on where like that's where it seems like not in like a moral like I'm above it and I'm not going to talk about Britney Spears way but just like it's a hard thing for me to attack and a hard thing for me to even think about because like I don't know it's hard I remember back in the day when she had like it was in the era of her shaving her head and doing all this stuff she was going crazy and also Charlie Sheen was having issues um i think charlie sheen it was like a couple years after so britney was having some kind of issues this was years after the head shaving i guess craig ferguson had a late night talk show and he has this like amazing monologue i'll try to post it on my instagram story tomorrow this amazing monologue of like you know like back in the day they would put like mentally insane people like in these cages and people would like pay to go watch them 
And, like, I cannot do that anymore. Like, that's what, like, making fun of Charlie Sheen and making fun of Britney Spears, like, kind of feels like. Where it's, like, they're clearly dealing with something where, like, as a person who isn't dealing with something, you have to kind of, like, look at it and be like, all right, I'm assessing the appropriateness of the situation and I'm going to throw them a bone and I'm, like, not going to dissect it. then there's also just, like, so much lore on the Britney situation that I don't know about. Where, like, I know about Lou Taylor a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know. So, anyway, I'm the wrong person to ask about Britney stuff. That was all over the place. Um, but side note, I just want it on recording right now. I've posted it a couple places, but the Super Bowl is about to announce who the halftime show will be. The NFL is going to announce. My prediction, get this in writing. What's your... The... It is taking place in Las Vegas, again, 15 minutes away from our house. I predict Imagine Dragons. Really? They sell out stadiums everywhere. It's kind of crazy. And internationally, they're also huge. And I mean, like, off the top of my head, as somebody that doesn't listen to the radio, much like you do, I could name five Imagine Dragons hits. Can you? Yeah. Do it. Whatever it takes. See, and that thunder. one wasn't even on my brain. Okay, yeah. Thunder. Believer. Believer, yeah. I'm on top of the world, hey. Um, what's that other... What was that? Um, Demons. Yeah, I think so. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they have so many songs. But of course, like, they're not going to carry it by themselves. I also think that The Killers, another Las Vegas band, Imagine Dragons is from Vegas. I think that the killers will also be involved somehow. I mean, everybody wants to hear Mr. Brightside. Every single person in America wants to hear Mr. Brightside. So, like, I think that this year they're going to kind of take, like, a modern rock, you know, angle with this. Like, a couple years ago, we had, like, the cool, like, hip-hop year. I think this year it's going to be kind of like a modern rock type thing. So, Imagine Dragons, I think the killers will be involved. And I think Miley Cyrus is going to be involved. I think that it will probably be, like, Miley as the star power with Imagine Dragons and the killers and then i think that they'll bring in some kind of hip-hop or rap influence something who that person is i don't know because it has to be somebody that's not like drake famous like because drake's not going to do it if he's not headlining right yeah so it has to be somebody that can be blended in there with them off the top of my head couldn't tell you i'm unfamiliar but it will come to me maybe it could even be i don't know like a like a woman like SZA huh like people would like that Kill Bill she could just come out and I might kill my ex (laughs) she'll just like she descends from the ceiling like Lady Gaga did with the net well with like the Kill Bill machete oh yeah have you ever seen Kill Bill no it's very violent but you would like it I've heard of it have you seen any Quentin Tarantino movies other than Inglorious Bastards? No, just the one you showed me. Yeah. I'm failing you. I never made you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I think you made me watch part of it, and then I was like, "Yeah, no thanks." You should watch it. Anyway, I think that that's about it. I was going to talk about Taylor Swift at the um, the Jack Antonoff Margaret Qualley wedding, but I just. I don't have the energy. Oh, did you watch that Instagram ad that I posted today of um, Gwyneth Paltrow? 
Okay, let me show No, it. I did not. Let me show it to you. I'm going to record the audio right now, but I might just cut it if it doesn't show up well. Okay. So this, what I'm about to show you right now, this is just like a stupid thing. This is like a targeted ad that I keep getting on my feed. And it's for a probiotic company. And they paid Gwyneth Paltrow money to promote the, the probiotic. This isn't a company that she like owns. This is a paid ad, right? Is she the one that had all that stuff? Is she the one that well, had all that stuff? Which, like, she wasn't eating or something? Okay, yes, that's Gwyneth Paltrow. I was like, we could, anybody that we just <laughs> talked about is one of those people that has all that stuff. Um, anyway, okay, so what you're about to see, again, is this ad. Quick PSA, protect your ears. You're about to hear somebody loudly steaming milk. This is a 24 strain probiotic. And um, not, not the kind that you find in yogurt and stuff like that. Uh, Moses is making that's the ad and she got paid by my estimations by like and when i say estimations i mean like i work in this field i'm telling you she was paid at least three hundred thousand dollars for that wow to just be on there. Couldn't even get the audio. Yeah, right. couldn't even be like, oh, hey, <laughs> hey, son. The blender. Hey, son, would you mind? Not... <laughs> Can you hold yourself back from steaming milk for four seconds? <laughs> hey, Moses. His name was Moses. Oh. Hey, Moses. Can you just chill it with the steamed milk? Just one second. I'm about to, you know, pay for your college tuition. More than, the, I mean, what college would be 300000 There's no college that's worth that, right? I'm sure you could get some. What's something cool for 300000 They wouldn't want to live in any kind of house that's $300,000. Is that like a car for them? A car could be, yeah. Okay. Nice car, so yeah. like, hey, Moses, if you can hold it for four seconds, I'll get you a new <laughs> Maserati. And he's like, no, this this milk needs to be this steamed be so bad. right now. And then here I am, Mormon Mary. I mean, obviously, I know what steamed milk is. But can you steam... Almond milk, cashew milk, whatever kind of milk that they drink, because I know that they're not drinking dairy. I guarantee you that. Gwyneth Paltrow once famously said she would rather smoke crack than have any um, of her kids ever try cheese whiz, which is <laughs> essentially Velveeta. Yeah. Which is essentially what we feed our children like four times a week. Not just plain Velveeta to clarify. It's like it's on macaroni noodles, but... I it, it's a it's a world different than my own. Anyway, three hundred thousand dollars to be like, and she's like she's like half eating the pill, and then the only yeah, thing that we it know seemed like she was gonna like fake it, like oh this is great, and like the only not thing, actually eat it. And like what do we know about this probiotic? It's not a normal probiotic. As twenty seven strains, strains of what? What do probiotics do? I mean, I know what they do, but like tell us what those strains are, and like tell us some benefits, and then she just. Moses is steaming his milk, and then she goes, it's good for bloating and regularity. Okay. And I mean, maybe she needs it with all the steamed milk going on in her house. Maybe she needs the, mm. the pill maybe to... Maybe the kid's eating her out of house and home. I think she could well afford it if she's, you know, getting $300 or $300,000 spawn con. Um, anyway, I think that that's about it. Uh... Real quick, do you remember who Ballerina Farm is before we end? No, I do not. Can I tell you like a moral conundrum that I'm facing right now? My heart wants to talk about influencer gossip so bad all the time. 
But as somebody that's really trying to give this whole being on the internet thing a good try, I can't do it. And I'm not saying I want to sell out, but I am saying I can't poop where I eat. I'm not saying that I'm eating with the influencers yet. Yeah. But, it like, and I have, like, some new eyeballs on my account, my little baby Instagram account. There's, like, some new eyeballs on there. People who are influencers or are, like, well-connected, where I feel like I just can't do it anymore. But last night, last night, I made a post about Ballerina Farm which is this woman, she lives on a ranch in like the outskirts of Midway. And she has seven kids that she birthed in her house, in her little tub. And she looks perfect immediately after birth. And she like, she makes sourdough starter and sells it to people. And people get really mad at her on TikTok because she's like a homesteader. But they're mad because she actually married the heir to JetBlue Airlines. So people are like, you're making it look like you have such a quaint, quiet farm life. When in reality, you have a lot of access to a lot of money, which I famously was on TikTok. And when I say famously, I mean, I made like so many people mad. Where I say like, I don't care about that. Like, I feel like it'd be one thing if Ballerina Farm, like, I think she's like a neutral, maybe even good force online. Like, like, I mean, I think she is good. And I really actually love her. But I I feel like she's like not, I think she's harmless basically because people are so mad where they're like, but she has, I bet you she has nannies and she has all this stuff. And she's like making these videos of her making homemade mozzarella cheese, but she has nannies and she has hired help. And there's a lot of like privilege that gives her the opportunity to do these things. But she's never in any of these videos saying like, here's my tutorial on how to make mozzarella cheese from scratch. This is important for you to do in your home. You need to be doing it in order to like feed your kill your kids healthy food or whatever. It's just yeah. her just living her life making her cheese. Hmm. So I kind of feel like she is harmless. And yeah, like she married into extreme wealth. There's a lot of privilege there, whatever. But like it, and like if people watch that and they have a problem, then like it's on them to unfollow. Anyway. Ballerina Farm. She for some reason <laughs> has a passion for beauty pageants. And I haven't deep dug into this thing, but let me tell you, I posted a video of it last night of her in the pageant. I, this might've been one of my biggest reply days for like a single small series of posts. So many people had ballerina farm ideas and opinions. So this woman, she competed as Mrs. Utah last year or maybe the year before. And it looks like one Mrs. Utah in the Mrs. America pageant. Looks like she won. This weekend, she ran as Miss, Mrs. South Dakota, a state that she's never lived in. She was born and raised in Utah. Ran as Mrs. South Dakota in like a different division of that pageant. So this pageant has Mrs. America. And, and if I'm getting small details wrong, just roll with me here because this is what I've gathered from the, you know, like 80 DMs I got about this. From, she ran and won as Mrs. America for Utah. And now she's running as Miss American. 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 But they really stress the American yes. in it. So she ran as Miss South Dakota and won. And okay. it's like a state that she doesn't live in. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, 
Who knows what the rules are? Well, maybe, so I guess maybe the, she owns property in that state. No, maybe so I, that's in the rules. I guess like the rules are that South Dakota just basically had like open enrollment. And if you lived anywhere in like these Western states, then yeah. you can join their pageant. And they just like didn't have anybody that wanted to be there. But like yeah. she has over a million Instagram followers. She's like friends online with like um, Jennifer Gardner and Reese Witherspoon and stuff. So like obviously this pageant wants her and like South yeah. Dakota wants her, yeah. you know? And she's just passionate about some pageants. Yeah. Which, like, that's great. It seems like the only difference I was able to tell between America and American is that American is, like, a little more cause-driven. And I guess, like, her reason for being in the pageant, she says, is to raise awareness about agriculture. I would say she does raise a lot of awareness about (laughs) agriculture on her Instagram account that she already has. Yeah. And I don't really think... Especially for big cheese. Yeah, for the big, for, for, for <laughs> big, oh my goodness. Anyway, but long story short, I wish I could talk about those kind of things more often. There's this, if you've made it this far into the podcast, I'm allowing you to DM me. I'm allowing you. I mean, you could DM me whenever you want, but DM me and ask me about the most mind-blowing Instagram influencer story that's happening right now that nobody's talking about except for me in my brain and with a couple people in different group chats. Ask me about it because I wish I could talk about it, but I feel like it's like too hard. But there is like something going in like the mid to low range Utah influencer space. There's like something happening to this person and it's playing out all online and I'm obsessed with every single detail. Um, but yeah, so if you've made it this far, yeah. I'm, I'm allowing you to, to DM me and say like, Mary, give me the deets. And then I'll deep dive. I'll probably be like, hey, do you have Marco Polo? And then we get his chat on there. Anyway. <sighs> Dang, I really wanted to talk about Wagatha Christie. Do you have three more minutes? Okay. Do you know? You do know who Wayne Rooney is. Wayne Rooney? Yeah. The soccer player? Yeah. The footballer? Football? The footballer? Yeah. Of course. That's what our daughter is named after. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our daughter's name is Rooney. Um... Who, and she's not named after You know him. who Wayne Rooney is? Yes, because let me tell you why. Um, Wayne Rooney's wife. He's a legend. His wife is a legend. No way. She spurred this whole story called Wagatha Christie. So his wife, Colleen Rooney, she is like a super mega star, very well beloved in the UK. People really love her and her family, and she's like an influencer, but more than that, whatever. She um, had a personal Instagram account with a handful of people on it, and information from that personal Instagram account kept getting leaked out to the press. And like the British press is insane. Yeah. They're yeah. very, very intense. Yes. So information kept getting leaked and it was driving her crazy and then she had her suspicions like her hunches of like who it was and so on instagram i know that you don't like instagram like this but on instagram there is ways to like hide your story from people Mm -hmm. so you can hide the story and then like only people that you allow can see it she hid everybody from her Instagram story except for this one person, her last suspect. Her name was Rebecca Vardy, who was another yes, wife. Jamie Vardy's yes. wife. Because he, he was yeah, like... Yeah, I've heard of this. 
Yeah. Okay. So this was a long time ago. Well, so there was like an update recently. Oh, okay. But so she like deleted everybody from Instagram basically and started planting fake stories saying like going to a fertility clinic in Mexico for gender selection and different like anecdotes about her school or her kids' schools, whatever. They kept leaking to the press. She was able to nail down that was Rebecca Vardy. She publicly puts on blast. Rebecca Vardy is a snake in the grass. Like she is leaking all this information about me and my family. Here's how I know. Here's how I did it. By the way, Agatha Christie, if you don't know, is a novelist, like a mystery novelist um, from the UK. So people are saying Wagatha Christie because she's like a wife of a person. Wife, Like wag means wife and girlfriend, like wives and girlfriends mm-hmm. of sports people. So anyway, Rebecca Vardy was like, no, that's not me. And also I'm a public figure and I have a lot of people that like look at my account and stuff. So maybe it was one of my assistants who are like leaking everything, but I couldn't even tell you who it would be. So I'm innocent. And also I'm going to sue you for defamation because I'm seven months pregnant and this is very stressful to me and you need to pay now because you like sell these people on my case. So they went to trial and then Rebecca Vardy was like very clearly guilty and like they kept like trying to scrub evidence like the judge ordered for like her phone to be turned over so they could investigate it and then like whoops the phone fell into the sea like literally like like into some sea or whatever and they're like sorry we we can't even give it to you fell into the ocean broken doesn't work anymore so the judge in the beginning of the summer ruled in Colleen Rooney's favor and said, like, due to the lack of cooperation and, like, lack of evidence from Rebecca Vardy, we're siding with you, Clean Rooney. There's no defamation here. So anyway, so, like, the story was back in the press this week because Clean Rooney was on the cover of um, British Vogue. And, like, the September issue of any issue of Vogue um, is a very, very big deal. So they had Rebecca Vardy on... Um, or not Rebecca Vardy. They had Clean Rooney on the cover of Vogue in kind of like an Inspector Gadget type outfit. And it was very cute. And that's the end. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary. You can find us on Instagram at I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find us on TikTok at I Just Want to Chat podcast. You can find us. Um, we still have that Facebook group running. That, that's fun. So go search us there. You can get um, 10% off at Poppins Period Co. If you use my code, want to chat, and I think that's about it. If you are feeling really kind and really generous and you want to rate and subscribe, I feel like a YouTuber. What I mean, like, am I really that different from a YouTuber here? Just a different medium? Like and subscribe. Rate the podcast if you feel like it and subscribe. And um, even like if you want to write a review, not a mean one. Like if you didn't like this, just DM me. But um, positive reviews, very much appreciated. Alex Arndt, do you have anything else that you would like to say? No. Thank you for joining, everyone. Thanks for your level of professionalism. Take me to the Jonas Brothers concert. I love you. Bye. (laughs)